Golden Mile, Elliptical runs up behind that wall and then Sir Bailey, Lethal Thoughts dashing as they reach the 250, joined by the Fortune Teller, then Tijuana, Golden Mile is coming on now down the middle of the track and Bankmore from a long way back, Golden Mile up to Tijuana, then Elliptical, Golden Mile 100 metres to go from Tijuana, Elliptical late, Golden Mile, Elliptical's driving, Golden Mile saw out the mile, won the guineas, beat Elliptical, photo third, now I wish I win, pulls towards the middle of the track still has seven or eight to pick up. Gentleman Roy at the 250 led from military expert. Then Tuvalu, I wish I win. Gentleman Roy getting tired. Tuvalu is wearing it down at the 100. Tuvalu takes the lead. 50 to go. Tuvalu draws clear and won the Turak. Zaki really going for it round the turn now. 300 metres to go. Alligator Blood sticks with him and they're toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Two lengths home. Thunderstruck. Animo to the middle of the course. Then Benno. Zaki, Alligator Blood. What a race at the 150, I'm Thunderstruck wearing them down and Animo is starting to come now at the 100, here comes Animo over the top with I'm Thunderstruck who's lifting Animo, six group ones, a big one, beat I'm Thunderstruck Zaki. G'day punters and welcome to the review pod for racing previews, what a weekend it was obviously at Caulfield, 10 of the best, three group ones, it was Animo winning the might and power stakes. Golden Mile won the Guineas, and then Tuvalu secured his first Group 1. Uh, it was also Jared Fry's first Group 1 in the Turak. Uh, I am a betting man, and I will be tipping that that Animo replay will be going in the intro on Thursday. So it was an absolute crack of a race. You and I were there, Nico. Um, what did we make of the day? Oh, it was obviously good. Um my best bet of the day got home Pulele, so that was always good to see, even with a couple of couple of lashes across the face and into the eye, I think. He copped, but um yeah. A little clip to Wilbur. He was early in the day he was asking where this Sydney jockey was. Well <laughs> he, he certainly stood up in the back end of the card when he was riding horses, not camels. So yeah, he he proved to everyone why he's the best jockey in Australia. And the best jockey in the world because they stand up when they need to and they they give you rides like he gave some of those in the latter half. Yeah, he just gave them good rides and that's that's what the good jockeys do. So, um, yeah, it was good to see that. And then Animo, um, yeah, wow. He's, I might have gone early. I, don't, I know you don't quite have the same opinion of me just yet. Benny, but I've given him the champion tag after Saturday because that's that was a win of a champion. Horses don't don't do what he did and 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 not win. Like for him to pick himself up off the canvas like he did, and that's uh that's a that's a trait not many horses have. So it was the most uh, what's the right word? Probably the most the biggest moment I've had on a racetrack within yeah monumental yeah when. The gasp from the crowd, you could just hear everyone's heart drop when he crabbed around the corner, yeah. and you thought, oh no, he's, he's not going to do it, and then in a couple of strides, he leveled down, and, and that roar that all the punters gave him was like nothing else I've ever experienced on a racetrack. Like I've seen gold medals and ZM go toe-to-toe -to -toe in the annual saunter boy lifting in the galley wood. They're, that, they're massive moments, but nothing will beat. Let me what just happened tell you. on Saturday, and I hope, I hope it's, I hope it's all to, uh, to be topped on Saturday. 
let me just tell you, there was 17,000 there at Caulfield on Saturday. There's going to be 23,000 at Cox Plate Day. That's our capacity. And that roar is going to go triple. So, oh, absolutely. But I've, I've never been to a Cox Plate. So for me, me personally, yeah. I can only... Uh, only judge what I've yeah, what I've been to live and uh, look I hope I uh, hope it's even better come Cox Plate Day and it's not heart in your mouth it's just twenty three thousand people roaring home a champion that wins by five but <laughs> I guess it'll all play out in weeks to come. I doubt it'll be winning by five. Will you're at home watching the races? How was it? Do you, are you are you purely racing dot com man or do you flick across to some of the other stations to tune in? Uh, no, I don't have pay TV, so I, I just watch on racing.com. So, um, yeah. yeah, the racing.com footage is normally the best. Um, or, or you mean Channel 7? No, I don't watch Channel, Channel 7. 7 yeah. it, it gives me the shits. Yeah, I don't, it's too, too cringy. <laughs> but too much just color. listen to racing.com. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I don't like it. Um, yeah. Um, Saturday was probably the best betting day I've ever had. It was a really good day, other than my, my multi tip got done. Um, for the podcast multi but I think everything else I've backed just about one so it was one of those days um, uh, yeah it was a good day and it was really obviously a really good days racing um, some of the rides especially the um, J-Max ride on Golden Mile and and Jay Fryer's ride on Tuvalu were some of the better rides you'll ever see so um, yeah it was a really really good day of racing and um, it only gets better from here yep that is absolutely correct let's get to race one it was the magic millions debutante stakes and what a debut this horse has put in uh king's gambit it's a name we want to remember look not sure if it's beaten much but it has absolutely smashed up the clock uh punting form 8.6 lengths above overall figure dan o rated it the second best winning performance of the day i'm pretty sure which is absolutely huge and the scary thing was, mm. I don't think Blake Shin even got to the bottom of it at all. No, it didn't look like it. He ran a, a 101.7 on Dan O's figures and he, and he did it completely under a hold. He's a well-bred horse and the, the mum trained on. He's by out of I Am Invincible. So um, you'd hope that he trains on. Um, it's good to see a horse um, be, be this good before Christmas and... Yeah, like he was really exciting. It was a like you could tell it was like at least evenly run. By the way, the um, the horses out the back were struggling before the turn, and and he just went straight past them under under essentially no riding, and he and he absolutely spaced them. So, um, he's the best of the um, uh, the two year olds we've seen. Yeah, we see he's the best so far. But um, a couple of people were saying I didn't watch the trials or anything, but. Um, apparently he trialed on the average so if there are other horses that are better than him then we might be in for a pretty good year for two-year-olds so yeah pretty exciting very very exciting Nico what were your thoughts on race one well we were running a little bit late to getting to the track so we ended up watching this one as we parked the car and we're walking over the track and we both looked at each other at the 200 meter mark as Shinny hauled up to him under a hold, and we're like, uh, "Didn't have enough on this one." <laughs> so yeah, that no, was it. Was good to see. Um, isn't he flying though, Shinny? He's been such a such a good uh, good breath of fresh air into the Melbourne jockey room, and, and he's smashing yeah. them. 
he's absolutely <laughs> killing him. He's showing him. He's showing him what world class jockeys are like. So, yeah, let's hope he um, he chooses to stay in Melbourne post the carnival, and he doesn't want to go anywhere else, like back to Hong Kong or to Sydney. So, yeah, he could be the the best jockey in Melbourne's jockey room by the end of spring. Um, another thing I just wanted to mention quickly was um, uh, obviously you want to be following the winner, but this race has gone so well that you you could just follow um, the horses even even though they were beaten by seven or so lengths, you you can still follow these horses in behind because um, like this winner has gone so well that like, even They'll the horses in behind have gone well too. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Only. Only trouble is that a lot of these two-year-olds this time of year normally only have the one run for education and they get tipped out. Like, there's not not necessarily yeah, well, many of them going to keep racing, but I can t- I see yeah. your point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Race two was the weekend Hustler Stakes, and it was taken out by Cardinal Gem, a horse that uh, I guess he has had his reservations, um, but he's strung two together now. They've both been very nice wins. Uh Sat off him, sat last actually in the run and has rounded them up and won very nicely. The favourite Old Flame definitely did have excuses. This was one of the sicker watches. Um, Jamie Carr went from a, a fantastic position to they slammed the brakes and she was spat out the back and never in it. I need to watch the race and dissect it uh, a little bit more to, to actually make a judgment call on whether it was an absolute slaughter or whether the race tempo coming out just absolutely screwed her. What do we think of the race? I don't think it was Jamie Carr's fault at all. Like, like the like they jockeys make split second decisions, and and um, the leader, I think uh, Linda Meach on Morvada and uh, uh, Blake Sheen on Purple Sector, they just slammed the brakes on because they went out so quick early. Um, and yeah, like she had she had nowhere to go. There was a horse coming on her outside and. And she probably didn't want to commit 800 or 700 out or whatever it was um, to commit to a run. And and if she was exposed like that, she had, she she was giving no horse the horse no no chance anyway. Because like if you try and make a, a run 800 out off a fast speed, like you you just got you, you just no chance. Um, so she's been taken out the back and get, had none. But she's still the horse is still um, picked up and and run the fastest last 200 of the race. So. Um, like yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like it was just a, um, it was a horrible, horrible watch. But you yeah. know that's racing, and and that's what happens, I guess. Sometimes I've got an alarming statistic here. Morvada went from the fastest twelve uh, twelve hundred to the thousand meters, the fastest of that two hundred meter sectional of the entire meeting, and then went fourteenth fastest from the ten to the eight, and then from the eight to the six, he's been the hundred and fifteenth fastest two hundred of the day. So that is just an absolute. Yeah, they went for a mad. Yeah, they went. They went from from the twelve to the ten. They went from ten point nine two to the from the, the eight to the six to a twelve point twelve. So they've just completely slammed the brakes yeah, on it. And it's, it's the only horse right. that was really benefiting was Cardinal Gem because he was well. It's funny he was out the back and he was able to sustain the same the pace. And obviously that surely that gives him momentum. And it's just efficient. For, like it's for what efficient did with the dangerous riding and it's. It's horrible. You you can't yeah. do that. You can't yeah, just well, go like dangerous. that and then literally jam the brakes on. You can see it visually. It's not like they slowed it down and then picked it back up. She's literally like just 
yanked the handbrake. Anchor drop, yeah. Oh, the stewards questioned Jamie uh, post-race <laughs> yeah. and she said, and she said, Seriously. the stewards asked what she, what, what she thought of the, of the race and whatever. And she said she had the option to peel and go wide at the 800 metre mark, but she didn't want to expose her horse. Yeah, exactly. Three, four wide, 800 metres out, because she thought that wasn't going to be good for its chances. So she just waited. And then within a couple of strides, that's when she was pocketed. And before she knows, she was clipping off off heels, got shuffled back, went to go again. She clipped another set of heels, got shuffled back. And then she said, I was spat out the back and the race was already beyond me. So she goes, if I had my time again, obviously I probably would have popped out knowing what I know now. But unfortunately, the jockeys don't make decisions on what they know now after the race they've got to make it within a couple of seconds as you touched on Wilma so yeah yeah, it's it's never good watching it like that and unfortunately another racing previews multi went by the wayside but Mm. had a no doing to anyone's it was well backed in the market everyone wanted to be with it and we got Mm. silly things like that happen in front yep that's right yeah anyway move on to race three it was the thoroughbred I can't say that word today. Thoroughbred Club stakes over 1,200 metres. It was a group three, and English Riviera was able to take it out. Um, They've gone quite fast here. What have they gone? They've gone seven above to the 600, and they haven't quite broken benchmark. But again, she's shown that she's been able to ride a fast tempo and still be there at the end. I'm really, really glad that I stuck with this horse because I was... I wasn't sure if she was much good before she came into this preparation. I thought she was a bit of a speedy squib and 1,100 metres absolute max. But she's put down another win at 1,200. It was a solid performance. And one more thing I want to say about Blake Shin is just another outstanding ride. We know around the around the shoot at Caulfield, you can sit wide. And that's what he did here. He was three wide, but he was happy to be there. Uh, it's not a disadvantage at Caulfield with only one turn. And he just got the horse to switch off uh, on the fast tempo, relax, flow into the race, and it was centimetre perfect. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it got out to a big price, which I was very surprised by. Um, obviously, I, I would have thought that they'd, they'd keep it relatively short just off the SPs, but it got out to about nine nine sixty ten dollars $10 on the fair late, or not late, they, they um, got it, a bit shorter late but I got out to that price anyway and and yeah I thought it was a really really good ride it was they went out pretty quick and and Shin just sort of sat off them and absorbed the pressure and got out to the the right lane and and she just she just held on which was good for me personally and um yeah I don't know I don't know what to say about this race this is just a, another Phillies race I think like you don't really want to be following these race this race at, at, at in um in anywhere other than this sort of grade they'll probably just race each other again and and another horse will probably win so I don't know I guess a, a head in run maybe was uh, oh uh, sweetened was absolutely slaughtered by Damien Oliver I think she's a pretty good filly um mm. she's I think she's she's very well bred as well so well, um, I guess you, should, you, you could follow her but she was very well found in the market late. He ain't going too good, is he, the goat? No, he didn't oh, have a good bloody day. horrible. Um, yeah, I think none of the guys pulled up with a couple of problems. I heard the saddle slipped, for starters. 
and she had another piece of gear that was digging into her and there was talk that she might have pulled up lame so obviously it wasn't her day all credit when credit's due Wilbur your girlfriend tried to absolutely curl up and turn it up but she <laughs> no. uh, she managed to stick her neck out for, for long enough so <laughs> I was glad I, I was glad she won for you Thanks, after the race was done yeah. Um, but yeah as you said they're a pretty even bunch so yeah, yeah they are what do you do? <clears throat> yep, that's right. Let's go to race four. It was race the four. village stakes over 1,200 metres and Gravina, this was the first winner for Godolphin. He was able to take it out. Again, Blake Shin, absolute masterclass. Uh, one thing this horse has been able to do um, in its last few starts is settle quite handy. So that was... I thought he might have even been further back, but he was able to park himself right there from barrier four and he's been too strong one he just had to find a bit of a gap in the straight um watching the chopper vision that gap is just not there at all blake sticks his head through there and gets through a very very courageous win um zathus and nicolini Vito, a very consistent horse they round out the top three but i wouldn't say nicolini Vito is a consistent horse <laughs> it had a couple of, it had a couple of problems they they spoke uh, about it that's why they'd freshened it up and it goes yeah. so good fresh. They'd, they'd had a couple of problems in those couple of bad runs. So. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. right, well, the, the rating of this race isn't anything flash, but Gravina gets another win on the board. What do we think? Gator's D-Day horse. It's <laughs> wins. They just wins. Gator pulls me over for a little chat at training and it's the magic words I need to hear. Lift. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I ended up. Prince of Boom, a... he's a. Okay. Prince of Boom, he's a proper pretender. Yeah, he's at every good. possible and absolutely curled up. Yeah, they didn't go quick here either. He had a perfect yeah. run to, to run to his peak rating, which is about a ninety-seven. Um, and, uh, well, under this weight scale at least, and and he just he just curled up. He didn't give. Didn't give much, so I guess they they send him out for a spell now or, or freshen him up or something. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be following much out of this race. Zathus went all right. Gravina went ran up to his form, and Nicolini Vito bounced back. Triple Missile was pretty good. Um, Amish Boy was pretty good too. But you know this race hasn't gone spectacularly. So yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't really want to follow this race, but. The ride on Gravina was awesome, I thought. Triple Missile was only first up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was out the back. Yeah. 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 Race five. Right. The... <clears throat> Let's go to race five. It was Herbert Power, Herbert Power over 2,400 metres. And speaking of races not to follow, this is probably falls in that category. Um, Saracen Knight, he was a horse that a lot of kind of layers wanted to take on he was a $4.20 favorite but he didn't exactly have the great like the greatest creds but what he did have is Jamie Carr in the saddle 53 kilos and the absolute perfect run um race shapes worked out perfectly for him they've gone very very slow race is only rated 2.8 above for all the all benchmarks so you won't see a Saturday race in springtime rating much much lower than that on on a uh, punning form 
Yeah, the the race has gone average, but um, they walked here. They didn't go quick at all. It was four hundred meter sprint. Um, yeah, I ended up backing Emissary, who went was very poor, but I also backed Macram, who was enormous mm. from the back of the field. Um, what do you run the? Fourteenth uh, fastest last four hundred meeting, so nothing special, but it was a twenty four hundred meter race. Um, I guess. I was pretty stupid for sort of thinking that they would go at a decent tempo, but yeah, I don't know, I thought big field, Point Nepean's going to be forward, Saracen Knight's going to be forward, Desert Icon's going to be forward, but they've just walked like every single other staying race this um, sort of winter into spring, and, and Saracen Knight's just had a perfect run, Jamie Carr gave it a peach, and it's sort of stolen this, I thought Macram, um, his overseas figures suggest that um, so Jets, he's he's pretty much I think run up to his overseas figures if not just a little bit under that um, uh, over 2400 metres so um, I guess you can follow Macron but they're probably going to go to a Caulfield Cup or something like that so maybe you can't no, I think him. they go into a Geelong Cup they said okay maybe maybe you can back him there I guess but um, Dino Dino Lester reckons he's, he'd be a great bet there yeah probably probably would be yeah um, but you, you won't you won't be getting twenty dollars anymore, I don't think. So, um, no. no. Um, and I didn't back it each way, so that's great. Um, and Sa- but Saracen Knight, um, I think that's just about it. It's not going to win anymore. Not not going to win anything else. This this is yeah. it, surely. Rating will go up. Weight will go is up. It, is it worth disclosing uh, the info that we heard on Saturday, Benny, without naming names in the with the macram? Oh, oh yeah. let's just say we were sitting near a, a particular camp um, that weren't happy about the speed they were going and the chance their horse was kind of given on that slow tempo. <laughs> well, just put your horse in the race and then that just solves it. Like, it's not that hard. It really isn't. Like, you, you're, all, you're allowed to go forward. Like, I don't know. Like, just because you've drawn barrier 14 doesn't mean you have to go back. You can go forward if you want to. Yeah. Point in a pen. He's absolutely <laughs> gone. Just this prep. Forward. This horse yeah. has oh, gone forward on a slow tempo, him. and the wheels, they've fallen off. He's got none left. Last prep, he had he, four he, of them. This prep, he doesn't have one. Yeah, he used well, to, 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 to Sydney with Ozia. Mm. Get him up there on just the bottomless tracks. I think, I think they just need to... Get him out of Hickmott's camp because he's going horrible. That's what I mean. Send him up to Sydney where there's this relentless wet tracks and he can just go forward, walk, sprint home, win. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should send him yeah. to Danny, Danny not O'Brien as stupid. like the winner and he might start winning again. <laughs> oh, jeez, Saras tonight. Didn't Sharky cop it on the buddy on uh, the verdict today? Mm. Well, a lot of people... He absolutely labelled it. A lot of people wouldn't no, know that I this gave horse it none was, as well. was an ex Lloyd Williams horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, mm. we're moving on. Two yeah. race six. It was the Group Two Shalaki Stakes, and Polali. Shalaki or Scalachi? Scalachi. Sorry. Polali was able to win the race. It was a lot of people's best bet of the day, um, including. Myself, I thought him and Animo were probably the, the two picks. And awesome win. Um, he's copped a, 
copped a couple on the schnoz now, so we've seen that two weeks in a row. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, not two weeks in a row, but twice in three weeks. Zaki happened to the other week, and Paul Ailey here. But he's really shown his class late there. He just had to be patient, wait for that gap, and he's exploded through it. The overall figure is really good. Punting form, 12.1 above. And for mine, he deserves to be a favorite in the Manicato Stakes now. Yeah, he's run a 105, uh, 101.5, sorry, um, which is pretty much exactly where I thought he'd run to. Um, uh, that's not anywhere near his peak. His peak is a 101, uh, 102.5, so um, he still can improve, um, and I think he will in the Manicato. Though I think this is a really well set up sort of preparation. I think I think the the peak will be the Manicato, and I think he's gonna be um, running that 102.5, if not. A little bit lower than do you, that. Do you know um, what race and, that came and in? And that'll with? be good enough to win. Do you know what um, race that oh, his peak was? Um, uh, I, I Might be one of the ones that ran with. Get that in a. Yeah, get it up. Yeah, it would have been. Um, yeah, was it in a win? Was it a win? His peak, obviously, uh, or not? Yeah, I'm pretty I'm sure. I'm guessing he smashed um, Ramar that one day. In, that was when he He's be. He also led all the way in another race and beat Converge. Isn't it on the 9th of October? On the 9th of October, so when was that? I don't know. Someone someone can look it up. (laughs) Let's let's talk about this Quinella. Oh, you go first. Oh, no, it was just a good win. It is worth noting that... uh, The The ROM console. So this time last year. Exactly. The race at the race at Best of Bordeaux won on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, huge. Yeah. It is worth noting that um, J Max said it hurts for a jockey to be hit with a whip, let alone a horse. He goes most of the time if you get hit with a whip in a race at the <laughs> yeah. extent that Pillay copped it on the nose, he goes it's enough to make you fall off, mm. and it make and it make you hurt, let alone a horse. So it shows. Uh, even James Cummings said he was surprised that he picked up. He goes, normally when it happens to a bull like that, it's easy for him to just say, oh, it's too hard today. Yeah. These blue jackets, they've got ticker. They, yeah, want, and, they want to win. Yeah, and ingratiating, it's it's good to note that um, ingratiating has run 99.5, which is exactly what he runs every single time he's at Caulfield. He's, his four best ever performances are all at Caulfield, and they're all between the 99.5 range and the 100, 100.2 so like literally point, point 0.7 um, ratings points between like he, he consistently runs that exact same rating um, mm. so that, that's good to note I guess um, we'll, so, so the yeah, news obviously broke today him. Um, yeah the, the news obviously yeah, broke yeah, today yeah, that yeah, he, he will go he will be Godolphin's Everest slot um, holder and when the news first broke I thought what is going on here but I've actually had time to think about it and process it this is exactly good off and thinking they're thinking alright these two horses are both colts we know we can't beat Nature Strip so we're going to send Paul Lely to the Manicato we're going to get him his group on there because he's going to win the Manicato I'm saying that right now there you go $4.40 is he's going to win the Manicato and that that's on his breeding page on his CV that's great and then their, their throw up the stumps in the Everest is ingratiating thinking, oh, hopefully he can run third or fourth and sneak into it, and that looks good on his page as well. 
Paul Kementari's run fourth in the Premier and he's run huge, but Godolphin are worrying about after racing with these decisions right now. And Special K is getting on the plane. He's going to Perth. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, that is yeah. true. He's but going for another... He still could have done both. Yeah, correct. He could have done both, but they're probably thinking... Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking, really. But anyway... <laughs> Win the money. I was a, I was a little I was a little upset that ingratiating got picked, but I can sort of see, I can see why. I thought he had another good win at him in Melbourne. Like he's he's flying. They finally got him back in a in a vein of form that's closer to his best because he cops nothing but slaughters last preparation. Hmm. He's a good solid horse. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, we saw that race spot on. I, I put out the Instagram photo. The Blue Jackets were speaking together, and I said, we're about to take over. We're about to buy Caulfield, put up the Quinella, and they ran one too. So I had to do a little cheeky trumpet there. He's ended up starting $9 ingratiating, and, oh no, seven fifty and Paul Ailey, two fifteen. So that was a lovely little dividend. Let's go to the first leg of the quaddy. It was the Might and Power Stakes, Group 1, over 2,000 metres. And what a fantastic contest it was. Animo? He's been able to get over the line just. I'm Thunderstruck. Well, he definitely ran 2,000 metres and he'll definitely be going to the Cox Plate now. Zaki, again, um, consistent. Zaki, he runs another good race, but this race shape, uh, I know you're going to touch on it a little bit more in a second, Will, but another 2,000 metre wait for age race where they've gone slow. Um, They've narrowly broken benchmark to the 600 by two and a half lengths. And they've ripped home really well. But clearly, again, a lot of these horses just know it's not grand final day. Alligator blood, probably suspect at 2,000 metres. And Tim Clark's just tried to get away with another one with him. He didn't run a strong 2,000 metres. But Animo, perfect run in the race. He just wobbled around the corner. But once he straightened up, his turn of foot was too good. Yeah, he was good. Um, I think... uh all of them have sort of run to where, um, I don't know, not to sound arrogant or anything, but I've sort of where, where I sort of thought they would. Animo's run to 105. Um, Thunderstruck has, has bounced back. I didn't, I didn't think he'd get, get up to his 105, which is a new peak for him, but, um, but like in, uh, under, in a Cox Plate perspective, that's, that's huge for him because even though it was slowly run, um, um, I think I'm Thunderstruck can be competitive if Animo doesn't show up um, but I think Animo has improved and, and he's going to run a new career peak in the, in the Cox Plate and I, th- I think Animo will be better with with a high pressure um, sort of race um, Zark is running a 104.7 um, which is pretty much his best in the last um, I guess last last sort of year um, since since the the Doom and Cup rating, his race between a, a 103.5 between a, a 104.7. So that's his range. I know lots of people are saying he's going to be better with a um, with a higher high pressure race, but um, I think this 104.7 range is is just him, and he's no no better than that. So maybe he can get to the 105, but I think Animo still is going to get to that to that new level this preparation, and I really don't. Obviously, it's price dependent, but uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if Animo just 
just um, beats this lot in in the cox plate. Um, obviously, two dollars or whatever it is in the cox plates, way too short taking it this far out. But um, I think if if uh, barriers work out, map works out, and all that sort of stuff, track condition, um, if all that sort of stuff works out, I think Animo will be winning. But um, I think he needs to draw sort of inside to be um, taking those short be, odds. Yeah, like if if he's if he's drawn wide and they take him back, he's he's no he's no moral. Like he's like th- there's a, a a short enough margin between all of these horses to say that um, if Animo draws unfavorably, like he's 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 not a two dollar chance. Like he's a probably a three dollar chance if he if he doesn't if he doesn't draw a good gate yep. or something like One that. One thing but, I'll just say before you go, yeah. Nico. Uh, so State Arrest ran a one. 106 on Dano's ratings last year. They've run a 105 this year. So you can only imagine that they are going to beat last year's figure. Really? Nico, you've given him... You've given so. him you don't reckon they'll break 106? No, no. I think Animal will get to like 108, uh, 105.8. Maybe maybe he'll get to 106, but I don't I don't think he's going to get any much better 10, than 106. 105, 105. We're talking very small margins here. <laughs> Come on, Wilbur. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think he's going to um, do anything more than a 106. I think, oh, I think I between the 105 anyway. and the 6 range is where he sits. We'll agree to disagree. Nico, you can just look it up in, your, you can just look it up in the GTX database because he's winning. <laughs> yeah. It's simple as that. Nico, you put, on Saturday, put the big... I made... Yeah, go. Yeah, I said on Saturday if they don't beat him that they won't beat him in the Cox Plate. And after Saturday's performance, I've given him the champion tag. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm full team Animo now. So yeah, look, horses don't do what he did. And you listen to smarter people than us that know more about this horse. And for James Cummings to get emotional as he did, and then for James <laughs> McDonald to say he gets emotional yeah. every time Animo runs. Don't ruin the narrative, Wilbur. All right, sorry. Keep going. And if you listen to J-Mac, what he's doing now is just, is just on this raw ability. He reckons we'll see a better horse in the autumn, and he thinks he's good enough to take on the world stage and and show him, uh, show him how good he really is. So, yeah, it's exciting times ahead. The little whispers I've been told on Saturday, he was only about 80% fit, ready to go. He'd missed a week and a half of work. After um, after that little hiccup of the lameness, they they took it really easy on him. So if that information's right, well, good luck to them. They may as well start now in the Cox Plate, and that's a statement I'm prepared to live by. The only way I can see someone turning the tables is if Zaki's drawn the lead and that's, Animo draws unfavor- uh, unfavorably. That's, that's the only the, way that I can see someone beating him. That's the point I was going to make. I think surely... Annabelle Neesham has told Jamie Carr that this horse is not going to win the Cox Plate if they go as slowly as they have been in the last couple of starts. I think there is a chance, I'm not sure, but Tim Clark could go... I'm not sure if this horse is actually going to run a strong 2,000 metres. Is there a chance that... He's got to play catch me if he can. Is there a chance that Zaki leads and just takes off at the 400 metre mark... Let's just set the scene here. Zaki takes over the 400 meter mark, puts two lengths on the field. They go at a good clip 
and then Animo comes out of the pack and starts charging, and you've got 23,000 at the valley, absolutely rocking for the first time in two years. Wow. Gonna be excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be, it'd be great for Racy if that's the case. I hope I hope Animo's one out, one back, and just peels off at the corner just like Winks did, and just puts an absolute space in him. That's what I'd love to see, but either of those scenarios I'd be happy to see I just yeah I'm really looking forward to the Cox Plate and yeah he's, he's got a champion tag and for me anyway but horses like him don't they just don't do what he does like he's a group one winner at two three and four he's six time group one winner now arguably should have won a Cox Plate last year should have he's got won a, a pretty good CV people he's earned the champion tag with me he needs to win the Cox Plate for me. So. <laughs> he, needs, he needs to win the Cox Plate for me. Let's go to race eight. It was the Caulfield Guineas over 1,600 metres. It was over the mile, and it was taken out by Golden Mile. Um, another absolutely perfect uh, ride by J-Mac. Last start, the camp, uh, and a lot of other people probably thought possibly he was ridden a little bit too warm. That was over 1,400 metres. Others were saying he just didn't run 1,400 metres. Well, look... This Guineas is nothing special, but best ride in the race. He probably was the best horse in the race coming into it, and he's got the job done. There's a couple of flashing light runners, obviously. Elliptical, Osipenko got a mile back, and Berkeley Square, Berkeley Square was a little bit unlucky. Um, you can argue with different runs, you could have had different winners, but I was glad we, I was glad we were on the right one. Yeah, um, it's a it's a horrible guineas. Like, put it bluntly, this is a, a horrible guineas. Um, uh, Golden Miles ran a ninety ninety six point seven, and last year Animo ran a um, a one hundred three point five. So, like, that, that's that's incredible how much better Animo is than than his stable mate. But um. Yeah, um, he's run. I think I'm pretty sure the exact same rating as what he ran last last start. Um, so, J Max given him every single opportunity to to run that rating, and um, yeah, the ride was perfect. He drew barrier three, and he's somehow ended up in the three wide line, um, three lengths, two three lengths off the speed. Like it was just perfection, um, and he, and he's literally fell in. Um, Osipenko was beaten by Chris Waller. Um, run the second fastest last two hundred of the meeting, but um, I, I, I had um, I was going to back Osipenko. Um, I had him like ten, eight dollars or ten dollars or something like that. And then I got this little buzz on my phone, um, a steward's notification saying they were going to ride conservatively, and I just like, like I just don't understand it. Like there's no speed in these guineas. Just put him forward, like he was forward last start. And uh, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, and he's run on. He's probably going to win the spring champion now, or whatever he's going to go to. But um, yeah, Osipenko should have won. Um, elliptical was good, um, but like this is a bad guineas. Um, I guess. I guess they're only going to race each other. Um, Osipenko, Berkeley Square, maybe Elliptical, probably all go to the Derby from here, Spring Champion or Vars, um, and then into the Derby. They're oh, all good enough horses for the Derby. You don't have to be a... 
Yeah. Tijuana's going Sorry? to the Carbine Club. 1600 meter group three. Oh, right. That makes Derby sense. Day. Yeah. 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 Yeah that's, yeah. that's a good race for him. Um, but yeah, you don't have to be a good horse to win a Derby and, and like they've run second, third and fourth in the, in the, in the, even though it's a bad Corfu Guineas, you know, you can follow those ones, I guess, if, if they're going into the 2000 meter plus three odd races, cause it doesn't take a whole lot to win those ones. Nico, a slice of seven fifty. Good going. Yeah. Well, well, well Will, that was nice. Will, you struggled to mention that you did tip it to everyone when he was like twenties or thirties. Oh uh, no, yeah, thirty fours actually. Ben, get that 34s. right, please. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was thirty fours, and yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't betting at the time when I when I suggested the bet. So. Um, You're nicer than me. I was just going to let it slide and mention it at the end, Benny. I thought, <laughs> let his not attempt at a trumpet go. But good stuff from you, Wilbur. Well done. Maybe oh, well, I, in I future didn't benefit you'll from start it, to so back I, him too. Yeah, hopefully the listeners got something out of it, I guess. Yeah. Fingers crossed. They certainly backed the last well. Well. I was cheering for me. I was cheering Two's back. Two back, place. actually. I don't know that much. Yeah. What was that, Ben? Um, when you when you when you mentioned Gold Mile was a very good horse, a lot of the loyal listeners backed it two starts back when it absolutely bolted in. So there's a little feather in a cap. Hopefully yeah. they took the thirty fours. All right, let's move on to race nine. It was a two rack handicap. We stayed at the mile, and it was Lindsay Smith's consistent galloper Tuvalu, who has won a Group One. It's a very much deserved Group One. Jared Fry's also picked up here, so. There's a couple of very, very nice stories here. This horse has had, what has he had? 14 starts now for nine wins, four seconds, and one third. He's never not run um, top three, I believe. And given the absolute gun run, barrier one, um, he sat third, fourth in run, had only the 53.5 kilos, and he's won nicely. I'm not sure what this is rated on the GTX, but it's rated... 14.6 above on punting form. They've obviously gone very fast early. Uh, 13.4 above to the 600, and they still broken benchmark the last 600. So I think you can f- definitely, definitely follow the first four or five, maybe even six across the line. Um, we'll get to I Wish I Win in a second, but he did get his leg caught on the stall, I think, part of the race, and he was vetted. I wonder how much that took out of his sprint late. Um, yeah, so out of this race, Law, Law, Laws of Indices has actually run the best figure because um, um, obviously Dan O'Sullivan's ratings are um, weight adjusted. So um, yeah, so he's run a one hundred one one hundred one point five. So I don't know, maybe maybe Laws of Indices goes to a, a champion's mile or or maybe even goes to a Cox Plate. But um, yeah, he he wouldn't be competitive in a Cox Plate. But maybe he could be competitive in a. Um, in the champions mile, but the problem with all these horses is that um, um, that like there's no like the the, the Cantala doesn't exist anymore, and they don't have a handicap to go to in the spring carnival, so they're all just a bit cast. Like they like they're not good enough to win a weight for age um, mile. So like I guess maybe they all go to the um, the railway. I know Tuvalu does, but I don't know what the rest of them do. Um, Tuvalu's run a one uh, one hundred point nine, which is a little bit lower than I thought he would. Um, oh, actually no, not not really. Um, yeah, so that's probably his level. Um, I wish I win. Actually, hasn't um, 
diff- like his form leading up to the race is like pretty much bang on what he's run here. Um, he ran a ninety nine point seven rating here, and his and his pasture rate ratings have been an a hundred and a ninety nine point five. So, like he's literally ran um, the, the between those two ratings. So, I don't like I I couldn't personally get him anywhere near that short, and that's why I was able to to back five horses. I backed um, I backed <laughs> last, second last, third last, fourth last, and first. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> where he comes on as long as you come first. Yeah. So Tuvalu actually got that's out to a good man. price, which was good, yeah. Um, yeah conversion. He He's a bloody um, good horse. Yeah, yeah, he was a good horse. And and the ride was like a perfection, like it was a perfect ride. And and yeah, it was a good race. I love these sorts of races, these handicaps. They're so, they're so good. Now, you got to do something for me, Wilbur. What is that? You're never going to back that little red and black squib again. <laughs> nah. He's no good. One day. He'll get back he, there one day. Uh, no, he won't ever get back there. He's no good. I love how Converge yeah, has finished this... 12th and Halal's finished 13th. Like they're both, they both showed so much. They had animo form, and now I don't know what's happened to them. They've fallen off a cliff. They'll get back there one day. Mm. Oh, will bust spell. <laughs> um, yeah, everything that could have gone wrong for I wish I win did. I suppose the you never you never like seeing a horse being vetted pre race and and whatnot. But yeah, like he he ran pretty solid for for what he's shown here in Oz. But yeah, wasn't our day. Law of Indices went absolutely massive. He did. I do I do channel the thought of Luke Nolan that it was hard to make ground down the outside. I do think Law of Indices is. Be interesting to see what it says on the ratings, but he'd have to have gone close to a, a peak in Australia, like he's flying off that run anyway. Yep. Wherever we was going, but yeah. Well, um, you need to plug your headphones back in because we're getting the feedback from Nico talking. Shit. What was that? <laughs> I was just getting a charger for my laptop, sorry. Uh, oh, good. oh, good. I was just pointing out that um, I did sort of channel the thought of Luke Nolan saying that it was hard to make ground down the outside, but given that I think Law of Indices has gone to the best he's ever gone in Australia so far, what does does that back it up on the on the ratings or not? I haven't had a look on punting form. Oh yeah, Law, Laws of Indices has gone to a, a new peak. Um, yeah, and what I and I wish our wins just pretty much run up to his form. Um, I don't yep. think he. I don't think he really runs a mile either. So, hmm. Back um, to he's 40. really dropped off. Yeah, I think he's fourteen, fifteen hundred meter works out well for him. Uh, he really dropped off the last two hundred meters. So, um, plenty, plenty of races yeah. for him in that sort He'll of. He'll go to the yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. He'll go to the Golden yeah, Eagle. Yeah, he will. He's not. Yeah, like the, the like the prospect of him going to the Cox Plate is just gone now. He won't go there. Yeah, he wouldn't get into the field anyway. He wouldn't get into the field anyway. Yeah. Be interesting to see him in a Golden Eagle from the mile back to fifteen hundred fast Sydney run race, Sydney Way, way tow in wet track. Could be yeah. a bit. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I hate to say it, but the Yellow Bird is going to be a good race. All right, let's go to the last no, race. It was it was the Northwood Plume over twelve hundred meters. It was uh, Group Three for the Mares and. 
a little uh what's the uh what's the opposite of a trumpet a violin a little violin for me here because i have <laughs> zapateo going going for uh, oh, I'd i'll give you the say, violin this was absolutely sick it was a five-figure collect we'll just say that so it was a a decent oh. collect i would have had and uh unfortunately she just has been a little bit flat um i imagine i imagine she's rated down a little bit um they've gone very slow she still ran the fastest was it the fastest oh, i can't remember off the top of my head she ran a good figure for the race she's like, run the third she fastest the fastest sectionals no she's run the third fastest last 200 of the meeting which is still good but the yeah. winner has ran the fastest yeah. of the entire meeting so Oh, it, I still, it is, I still isn't it a hateful horse? Literary, literary magnate. magnate. Oh, <laughs> dirty literary magnate. Put it where the bloody Sandown. I can't find these colours. Oh, that's that <sighs> one. Yeah, I backed that at Sandown. It was one that time. day, Wilbur. Yeah. seventy. Oh. After yeah. we backed it at about two forty. You know the last hateful horse, horse. Hateful horse. The last horse I've yeah. backed that has one in these colours is Yogi. To win the Sandown Cup, about. I thought you were going to say Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> no, nah, I've never caught that horse. Yogi, about three what or about four years he ago. He or she. He or she. Well, no, nah, that's not well. the same colours. I don't think. He or she was all yellow, okay. like the bright yellow. These, these are like the. Um, nah, oh, they've got the little thing on the front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it's different. Well, what are your mm. thoughts on these hateful bunch of mares? Um, they're mares so that's my opinion uh, literally Magnet's gone to a new peak um, Zapateo's just she's regressed but um, she I guess that was a flat run oh, maybe <clears throat> maybe but um, she has regressed and she this is a flat run I don't know maybe they freshen her up and go again but um, the race the race has actually gone pretty well so it's not like the end of the world for her but but she she, she did regress and I guess you just take um, take take the SP for um, Zuzu, uh, Zapateo out of this and and yeah like I don't know I don't think it's the end of the world for her not, I guess it not good for Ben because he had it going for enough but <laughs> not good at all um, yeah had it had it had it going for enough that Everest weekend was going to be mighty sweet for <laughs> racing reviews <laughs> unfortunately not to be we'll just we'll just have to land our five figure multi next week Benny <laughs> yeah it also bundled us out of the quaddy as well, so that was that was awesome. Not that it would have paid much, but it was a money loss when it could have been money back at least. Um, anything else we want to touch on on Caulfield um, or even Sydney? We backed best of Bordeaux. We... The track was playing leaders. No yeah. shit. And we what? That was a tough win from best of Bordeaux. I know that probably sounds stupid seeing as that was fence hot, but he was absolutely gone 200 out when they eyeballed him. Yeah, but it sort of helped that he was on a, on a, a travelator. Still had to win, Wilbur. Still had to knuckle down and stick his neck out. I could have won on that on that track. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Mr. No Sydney form. Mr. No Sydney form. Mr. I won't cut my arms and legs off from a jockey. And I, now you could have ridden it. Come yeah, well, no, as in I could have um, ran and won if I was on the inside part of the track leading. Yeah. Well, possibly. Can we do, can we just touch on how 
much of a joke what happened post race five? Oh, about oh, the stewards. Oh, about my the, goodness. About the stewards telling the jockeys to not to to avoid running up the inside of the track, which is the part of the track that they were all winning from, hmm. so they could continue racing. It has to Do be an think, integrity issue for like betting. Well, that's like, that's exactly what Jules Valance said. He goes, "That's yeah. not right." What happened on Saturday? He goes, "That's not right." For the punters, and that's what's fueling the industry to a certain extent. And he's completely right. That's an integrity issue. I love how they came out on the Twitter and said they're going to avoid the fence because it's starting to get really chopped up. Like, what? It was the best part of the ground. Anyway, they should have have either ran the races early, cancelled the meeting, or at least... These high, how many times have we seen the highway run and then the midway run and then they get to the good races and then the card gets called off? I think it's happened two or three times in the last year. They knew the rain was coming. They knew that the, the track was a heavy 10 by Thursday. It should have either been post like moved somewhere else to like a Newcastle or yeah, a Rose Hill or somewhere of the sort or that is completely just been the meeting. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen now? It's going to get to Saturday. There's going to be eight metres of fresh ground. The horses outside those eight lanes are going to be absolutely cast. Mm. Oh, it's going to be interesting it's just, to see if, and, they, and it's their if biggest they get that day wide of the or year. not. It'll be interesting to see if they get that wide or not. Um, but if they do oh, end up getting that could wide... could be real fancy hot. There's only one horse that's going it's to suit. Know. And his name is Nature Strip. So he... I, I don't I thought, think it's going to matter. Yeah, probably not, but I do think he's going to start well odds on now. And a week ago, I kind of mentioned it. I thought, oh, on the day we'll get 210, maybe even 220. No, I just don't think... You I know what? Actually, actually, fuck it. It fits my narrative. I hope the fence is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody oath. He will pay for, he'll pay for the next month of punting. Um, the only other horse I want to mention around the grounds is La Creek, obviously. She won the Group 1 Arrowfield Plate um, in New Zealand at Matamata. And New Zealand? We don't get the punting form data on for New Zealand, but I imagine it would have rated quite well. She's gone forward. She's sat second in the run, and she's absolutely put them to the sword. She's won by nearly four lengths. Um, she, what can I say about her? Um, I think she goes on good ground or dry ground. 1,600 metres here. She was only second up. Um, she'll get 1,600. She'll get 2,000. Looks like she's going to come for an Empire Rose. I think that's the, the race they've targeted. We missed a trick not backing her early. Um, but, yeah, she's a very, very nice mare. Imperatrice, I think that run two starts back when she was wide on a heavy... It must have been a heavy 12... I think that's really taken it out of her and she was just completely flat. I wouldn't be surprised if that second up gut buster has just ended her prep, but we'll soon find out. But you couldn't you couldn't touch her with stolen cash at her next start. Um, they either tip her out or it's just a, a wait and see. Three, bi- three bits of information. La Creek is scheduled to come for an Empire Rose, is the leaning over the Golden Eagle or the gold, uh, of, or the Empire Rose, was uh, yep. the word from New Zealand. 
Uh, Imperatrice has pulled up three out of five lame, and there he's going to be spelled. Sweet. And he's going to target their sprint races at the end of the year or the start of next year, whenever, whenever it is. Yep. Um, I had one other thing to say. That was it. I think. Do, you, do you reckon they'll go to the, the champion stakes after on the backup? Maybe. Possibly. Is the matriarch on the last she day? could do it. Because she'd be an absolute moral in the matriarch. Yeah, but she wouldn't go um, to a group one. Phillies and Bears yeah. group one back to a group two. That wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Um, but yeah, Melody Bell, she, she bolted in with an Empire Rose and then she came from a near hopeless position and she almost beat Magic Wand. So it can be done. New Zealand's best that horses was in, That was in the McKinnon, wasn't it? Yeah. What did I say? Yeah, she went you from the Empire Rose. she should go Rose. to the Matriarch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I, yeah but that's what I meant. I meant she went from 1,600 metres in the yeah. Empire Rose and then she backed up at 2,000. She ran a huge race in the McKinnon. Now the champion stakes... All right, I think that was it for um, the review. Are there any horses we want to back on Wednesday? We'll just quickly go. We won't go around by uh, race by race, but the Banner Horse, we've got to mention him. I won't forget him. His name is Keats. He's going around in the 2,000-meter benchmark 78 at Caulfield, um, and he does look well-placed again. He has to carry 60.5 kilos, but it's a very compressed weight scale. Um, there was murmurs of this horse going to the Coonji. I'm glad they've taken a softer option because he can definitely win this. Um, I think his last start rating actually rates clearly on top. So he'll be getting a bit of my money. This gay bot uh, import, White Marlin, is very intriguing. It won nicely last start at Rose Hill and he's unbeaten three out of three. That was his first start in Australia. And then you've got Aesop who... Is worth noting. Won at Sandia, yep. White Marlin is sevens into fours yeah. already. Sevens was wrong. There you go. Yeah. Mm. No, give Keita strength. All right, Keita. Keats. I've had a... Keaty <laughs> cheering. Yeah. I've had a small look at um, the Thousand Guineas and, like, this is only um, just a, a short, just putting in, like, sort of base ratings of where I think they're going to be sort of around without having like an, a huge opinion but I've I've um I've settled with um Tajneed as a 650 chance and I think she's $15 or something like that so um she's a bet at the moment whichever way you sort of look at it um my opinion won't change too much I think the setup from 13 to 1600 meters at a second ever start um, she got checked for a run in a fast run race, which is obviously you want momentum in a fast run race, and, and if you have to stop and start again, that's obviously not not good. I think the setup's better. Um, she'll go forward. Um, obviously, Damon Oliver had a had a, a bad day on Saturday, but hopefully he can bounce back and ride the thousand guineas winner on Tajneed. And she's she's very well bred too. She's I'm invincible out of her. Uh, a Galileo mare, and the her granddam actually ran second in the um, in the thousand guineas, and was a, a champion um, three-year-old filly um, of her year in two thousand and eight. So, yeah, she's she's my tip for the the call for guineas. I'm al- I'm already on um, North Star Lass, who I have bang on market price because 
Ben tipped it at twelve dollars or whatever it was, and I think, yeah, that's right, twelve dollars or something. So, a little bit of a trumpet yeah, for Ben and, and racing previews. So, yeah, um, I've got uh, yeah, I I've got Trav Noonan to thank. Um, Tasneed is a bet. Uh, he gave us the leg up with his mm. likely likely fields, and we also backed Madame Pomery at twenty six dollars. She's into nine dollars fifty, ten dollars. So yeah, two good early plays there, and gets J Mac aboard. So happy to be on them. Um, other other than that, I'm not like I've got those two early plays. So I'm just going to wait and see what the weather does. There is a band of rain coming. If that comes during the meeting and it is genuinely heavy, then. I probably will end up chopping Boogie Dancer. If it doesn't come and it's a good track, then I'm not 100% sure if I'll have another bet in the race or not. Um, Nico, did you have any thoughts on the 1,000 guineas or do you want to go to the Blue Sapphire quickly? Um, well, can we just touch on the absolute cruel world of futures punting? I had As Time Goes By at 300 to 1 and $51 the place. And Where's it hasn't it turned up here after getting into $21 and $6.50. So that, mm. that hurts a little bit. A little violin for Nico. Uh, I'll be happy with Boogie Dancer. She's going to be split or North Star Lass into a multi that I've got on the weekend. I'm not naming the other horse that is the last leg <laughs> because I'll be shot. But I'll be what, back what in Madden Pomery as well. Oh, I know games. what this is. I'm not telling you who. I'm oh, not telling you who it is. Oh, I'm gonna tell them what it is because I'm gonna, because I'm gonna, because I'm gonna deny what <laughs> I'm gonna deny who it is. This is great. Nico has backed is it? Eduardo to place at four dollars twenty in the Everest. <laughs> <laughs> Nico hasn't done anything ever before. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a great place bet. Like, hats off to you. Get on the yellow squib to run top three. <laughs> Where is he 420? Is that... It was 420 all into place because he's out to $15 I to su- win. I suggested it as a bet to some friends, Wilbur. I suggested it on sports bet. I'm not sure if he's still that price. Have a, have a look what, what price Eduardo's he is. Eduardo's that price. Oh, he's into 11. Why is Eduardo that price? He's 11 well, on can sports I, bet. I'll, I'll just give you a little breakdown, punters, as the way I've seen the Everest so far. I think NS will piss in to start with, so I'm not worried about that. But I think Lost and Running will run a race. I can see him running a place. Eduardo is going to be there for a long way, and you just have to look at the last last year's Everest and the last couple of TJs. He's going to be there when the whips are cracking, so he should be able to run a place. The track's not going to be an issue for him. The draw's not going to be an issue for him. He's going to be up there in the firing line. You can pen Marzu because he's no good, you can pen Mars Crusader because it's going to be a wet track and he's a pretender. <laughs> Private Eye and Jackano, who a lot of people are sticking up for, aren't going to see the amount of speed in a race that they're going to see on Saturday. They're going to be run off their feet from the get-go. Jackano wet, wet track query and, as well. Oh, and the fact that he's going to just be chasing the whole way. He's never going to have seen speed like this in a race. Yeah, Eduardo's $15 um, on yeah, the he shouldn't be that price. Probably I don't think he can win, but like he doesn't deserve to be fifteen dollars. He deserves to be an eight or a nine dollar chance. Mm. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Like he doesn't. He deserves to be probably second or third favorite. Yeah. All right, let's quickly get back probably to probably third favorite. Lost the before running. Before we wrap up, 
I just want to mention a couple other races. In the Blue Sapphire, we've got Economics. Um, he beat Opal Ridge, who was a... He, he was a massive winner last on Saturday uh, before they called off the races, and I think it might have been one of the better rating races of the day there at Randwick. Uh, definitely was in punting form. And Greece, well, she... We don't know what her ceiling is. She is a daughter of I and Invincible, who won a moderate Geelong maiden, but she won with such style... And then you've got Grand Impact, Lofty Strike, the two unbeaten horses. So, absolutely cracking Blue Sapphire. This could actually this could actually have a bearing on the Cornwall, this race. Yeah, it's not, yeah, well, all, not always massive. the case. Yeah, well, the, the Sydney horse at the top of the market obviously brings some good form. Probably deserved favourite. Uh... Grace, who will be my selection punters. Um, the murmurs out of the camp is that she's a freak. So, $5 to find out if it did get wet, if this rain had come in the meeting, as you touched on, that is, is a chance to, Benny, I would... It would did my confidence, I'm not going to lie. Um, but, yeah, I probably want to take a set against economics. I want to back Grace and create impact. I know... Uh, past... Past life, Nico knew that Grand Impact was a bit of a pin-up boy at Price Kent, and they do have a f- big opinion of him from everything that I've heard, so he's their number one seed heading to a Coolmore. But yeah, lofty strike, interesting. You just want to, you would think he probably needs the run, but he brings that real X factor. The rest of them in behind, you sort of know their level, don't you? Yep, would have thought so. Well so exposed. that's a cracker. And then in the last, um, the Ladies' Day Vars, that's also a cracker. We've got Roots, who's won her last two. Um, we've got Cap de was who was arguably the run of the day at Sandown last start, coming from an impossible position. And then you've got Foxy Freedart, Elusive Express, and Daisies. Daisies, obviously, a last start, Group 2 winner in the stock stakes. And she's found herself $12. So... Decent racing. Caulfield Carnival is definitely picking up and we might... I don't have any official bets besides the ones we put out. Greece could get me um, and Keats could get me, uh, but we'll just have to see there. The only other horse I'm interested Absol- in, Warwick Farm, quickly, this Williamsburg. Absolutely. If if Warwick Farm is playing decent, um, I think he's a good bet. He, hand, he He's an absolute swimmer and... I didn't really rate the win of Sharp and Smart first up, so he'd be the one I'm leaning to despite the cast draw. Nico? Well, just touching on the ladies' day vars, absolutely cruel that Cap de Joie won't get a run. Third emergency, that's going to be pretty sick. So Roots probably looks a good thing True. for mine if that is the case. Um, yeah, Warwick Farm. I don't know about Sharp and Smart. He would be the only bet that I'm going to have. As punters may have seen in the fields, the champ will not be taking his place in the third. He is going to be saved for a race on Saturday at Newcastle. Every time you mention this horse, you never actually say his name. Like everyone, all our listeners know who you're talking about. (laughs) Pyroy will be heading to Newcastle on Saturday. Yeah, twelve hundred meters needs a good track. Hopefully they find a decent jockey and not some spastic on top of it. All right. 
All right, that is a great place to end. Uh, it was a fantastic weekend of racing, and it's only going to heat up. This week, we've got the Everest and the Caulfield Cup. Little self-trumpet here. We've backed both winners of both both races for the last two years. Two years ago, it was very elegant and classic legend. Last year, uh, it was incentivize and nature ship. So huge. Hopefully, we can do it again with the Everest and Caulfield Cup double. Nico and I are going to Sydney, and we absolutely can't wait. Good luck during the week, punters, uh, especially on Wednesday, and we'll see you soon.